this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Amazon's exclusive Undone dropped Friday the 13th, and quite frankly, it has me undone. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Guys, welcome back to Pilot Reviews. We love reviewing pilots here. New shows, we get in the know, we get in the know, and I just love everything about it. So welcome back. Guys, hello. We are missing Jeff today, but you know what? He's here in our hearts. He's here in our spirits. Mina, welcome back to Pilot Reviews. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. And what Jeff would say was, he would say that you were inquisitive, <laughs> and that you were smart and bright and all those beautiful things. And then, of course, we have Tara. Thank you. Tara is Hi my guys. favorite because she's super funny, comedian, <laughs> on point with all of her opinions. So I'm glad that we're all here today. We're doing it. We are doing it. And we're doing it to Undone, which I thought was phenomenal. Guys, what were your overall thoughts? I I don't even know how to sum it up other than like wow, like Tara, this was an amazing recommendation. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was just like I didn't know what to expect. It's been a while since I've watched something on Amazon Prime and I was like, damn, this needs to be on every single platform right now. It's so good. I was like, how is this only 20 minutes long? Like I wanted to binge it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, control yourself, Mina. We're here only in it like reviewing the pilot like don't skip ahead I skipped ahead like maybe like 10 minutes into the next episode I'm gonna be completely transparent I skipped ahead like four episodes it was that good because they're like 23 (laughs) minutes long it's an eight episode uh season so it's really easy to just be like I'm drinking a glass of wine and being fully entertained Mm what do you think Tara? Uh, phenomenal I skipped ahead one episode I'm gonna go home I'll watch all late it's gonna be boom baby boom the best day of my life um the show is great from the first, I guarantee for anyone, tell me that you press stop at 60 seconds and tell me you're not actually engaged within the first 60 seconds. 
I don't think there's a lot of people that are going to be like, nope, I wasn't. Facts. Literally stop whatever you're doing right now. If you don't even know what we're talking about, like, just watch the trailer. If you watch the trailer of this, you are sold. Like, I don't care what anyone says. The trailer alone is a work of art, and it is so incredible. And sometimes you watch a trailer and everything is, like, revealed, and it's not cool anymore, and it's not that great, and all the highlights are in the trailer. But for this, the trailer was like, wow, like, I just want to, like, the episode was like just as good if not better than the trailer it was super engaging for sure what if that was interesting and and we'll get into it more later but what if that was interesting is that this was like a quiet release you know how amazon kind of does that Mm -hmm. sometimes like blockbusters they throw all the money into the ads but this was like "Mm, we're just gonna drop this here didn't hear much about it didn't know about it till you recommended it tara Mm -hmm. and and that's not okay yeah, there's so many choices. I want to watch good TV. I agree. You know what's odd is that Amazon actually didn't drop any of their marketing or their billboards until Friday. Yeah. So I saw them drop on Friday the 13th, and then I drove by them a few more times and was like, what is this show? And there was more and more throughout the weekend. Yeah. Um, and it's very odd that they didn't do any pre-release like marketing. I had seen nothing about yeah. Undone whatsoever. Um, and this show is phenomenal, and I think that it would engage with, like, 95% of people, I think, would be like, this show's great and really, really like it. Yeah, it definitely resonates in all aspects of life. Guys, I do want to remind you that we are a pilot review show. We're not an after show, so we're only covering the pilot. The pilot meaning, did this show engage us enough that we want to watch more? Are we recommending that you spend your hard-earned time watching this new show? So it's not an after show. If you guys think we should do an after show for this, which I absolutely think we could do even a limited series after show, we should absolutely do it because the show is fantastic. You know, I'm a little biased right now, so but I think it's a great show. So that being said, why don't we do our pass or play right now and get it out of the way? Oh, play, play, 100%. Like, I... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I have no qualms with this. I feel like even, like, I, like, my mom's always like, I don't want to watch a cartoon or I don't want to watch an animation. And I just thought, like, it was so visually pleasing mm-hmm. to me just to watch it like that. Like, it's a live action show yep. that they color in to make look like an animated type of thing. But it's like literally the actors are doing the movements, you know, it's not an animation. But it has, like, this really cool feel similar to... There was this movie called A Scanner Darkly that had a very similar look and feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guys, and if, you just, if you're just tuning in to Pilot Reviews, we do Pass or Play, where we say whether we are going to continue to watch the show and whether we think that you should watch the show. So Mina is a play-play. Mm-hmm. Tara? I'm a play-play. Um, getting off of the Scanner Darkly, it's the same people that actually were involved with Scanner Darkly are involved with this. So if you like that, you would probably like this, but, like, this is... The story is very different. And it's called Rotoscoping, which actually, like, was invented in, like, 1910. And people have not used it for a very, very long time. 
and it is them actually acting then they put animation over it mm-hmm. um, and you can tell within the delivery of the lines it's a lot of times why I stray away from animation because I'm like well I want to see what an actor is actually doing with their face or their body language when they deliver a line especially if it's comedy it truly truly matters and in this from the first like couple of minutes I could tell that oh this is an actual really talented actress and I could read it in her face and in her body language and the way she was saying the lines that I was like oh I'm, I'm truly engaged and I could tell that it was them actually acting there in the present moment which I truly enjoy yeah that's mm-hmm. yeah so I am also a play play and like I said earlier on I did sneak ahead uh, like a little bit, dude. I could have watched the whole the whole series. I had time last night, so I didn't. But I do think that this is something that's special, and it's special because I haven't seen this before, and I haven't seen it in the extraordinary, like you said, acting in an animation dramedy like this before. So it's like brand new. Um, I went into it blind, not knowing what to expect. And it delivers 1,000%. And let's talk about uh, the breakdown of the characters before we move on. So let's talk about who is starring in Undone in this animated dramedy. Okay. So first we have uh, Rosa Salazar. She plays Alma, which is the lead character. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know her from Maze Runner, from Bird Box, from Big Mouth, and Good Crazy. What do you guys think of her performance in this? Oh, so, also oh. Alita Battle Angel, just to throw that out there. So I think she has a thing for these animations. She was so good. Like, yeah. just spot on with everything. I felt everything she felt, like, literally. Like, when she's talking about going through the routine of everyday life, she's like, I wake up, I brush my teeth, I go to work, I come home, I sleep, I wake up, I brush my teeth. I go Like, it's just like you feel everything she feels, like, to its core like you she does such an amazing job conveying this and I did a little bit of research and I found out she related a lot to the character in terms of like you know who doesn't though having a um yeah who doesn't yeah who has not had those thoughts where you wake up you're like oh my gosh is it time to wake up you go you brush your teeth Mm -hmm. you have the same breakfast because you're on this routine you know what time you have to leave the house you take your shower and if you're in a relationship yeah you've been sleeping next to the same partner year in and year out like who has not thought about that and even if you're single it's that same routine where you're like you do the same thing every day Mm -hmm. whether you have a nine to five or unconventional job like even if you're an actor you know you're waking up you're either going online submitting you're talking to your agent or you're going on an audition and it's the same thing that you do every single day yeah and especially when you're like on the come up, you know, you're 20, you're 30s, you're trying to figure out your life. It's that routine that you don't realize you're already in. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's, wait, what? That... Yeah, all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy. Uh, yes, yeah, so I loved it. And I thought she did a, she delivered an amazing performance. And I'm not really familiar with this rotoscoping, mm-hmm. but I will say that she was able to deliver her feelings and expressions even in the anime mm-hmm. which I thought was fantastic mm-hmm. yeah I think it's because she's actually I, I think for her specifically I very much appreciate her because I think she had really good comedic uh, timing um, there's a lot of lines that just like the way that she moves her hand when she's like well because your sister got engaged and yeah. it's like it's pretty funny that yeah. <laughs> you can tell like uh, that's just her doing it and they had to animate over it you know like yeah. she's just 
she's doing it and she's great and I, I love her both sides and that doesn't always happen meaning comedic and her drama side doesn't always combine with some people and for her she, it worked. she did it uh, next up we have Constance Mary who plays Camilla which is the mom you know her from the George Lopez show Switched at Birth and American Family she was like everyone's mom Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I kept everyone. wondering where I knew her from. I literally didn't see it until you just said it right She's now. Everyone's mom, especially if you're a girl yeah. and your mom is like, you know, you would look so pretty if you would just like change <sighs> oh those gosh. shoes. You would look so pretty if you know you would just cut your bangs. You would look so pretty if you would like wax your upper lip, like she said in, in this episode. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who has not related to that? I'm going to tell you a personal story because I normally don't tell personal stories, but I laughed my face off when the mom said that about the upper lip. <laughs> because I was in Africa earlier this year and uh, <laughs> I was wearing like a long summer dress. And you know, I had been traveling, whatever. It, was, it takes like two days to get to Africa from here. And long story short, the first thing my mom said to me, she's like, "Mm, I think you should shave your armpits. I was like, there was like maybe like a a third of an inch of stubble, but that's the first thing she said to me and the first thing she caught. I was like, yeah, that's okay, thanks, mom. (laughs) Oh my god, thank you. But that's like she was she plays everyone's mom, Camilla. Yeah, you know, like she does things in a loving way because she wants the best for you, but at the same time, the way you receive it, at least for me as a as a girl. It's you're too like, much. You're like, are you picking? Are you doing the poke, 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 poke? Because that's what it seems like. What yeah. do you guys think? She's really good at right at like um, writing that line, like as a mom and an actor of mm-hmm. saying, delivering the lines as though like I'm doing this because you're, I'm your mom and I love you. But there's like an underlying thing where if anyone else in the room would is thinking like, uh, uh, did she really just say that? <laughs> right. You know. What do you think? Yeah, there was, like, a certain quality to her where, like, you feel, like, the sternness and, like, this traditional, like, Mexican upbringing, but mixed with, you know, like, this young girl also has, like, a white father, too, so it seems like there's something going on where, like, the mom just doesn't want her daughter to know everything about the dad, like, the whole, like, oh dad smoked how come i didn't know this let me take this picture yeah you just feel like she's like very traditional very protective of her daughter at the same time like wants her daughter to come to church wants her to be a certain way doesn't really like you know like like, i don't know it's just like i think she played this part so well like just being a mom that cares but like is Mm -hmm. still abrasive but obviously loves her daughter so much yeah i think it's a balancing act i think it's a balancing act especially if you're an immigrant mother or family where it's the balancing between like the old world traditions and Western traditions and knowing that, especially if you're uh, a multi or biracial child, that you're balancing all of that in, you know, the U.S. because they're in San Antonio here. Mm -hmm. So it's trying to balance all of that. So I think it was actually really, really well played. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next up, and I might butcher this name, so please don't give me grief. I'm trying. Uh, it's Siddharth Dewanja, who plays Sam, and you know him from this show, Undone, uh, the Veal Brothers of Simi Valley, and or excuse me, it's the Veal. I can't remember writing the Real Brothers of Simi Valley and Patty Jacks. What did you think of the boyfriend's performance? I liked him, but he was he's he was a little underwhelming compared with like all of the other characters. He was sort of like an outside player that was I think added in to like highlight more of Alma's life and mm-hmm. 
maybe how like sort of pale in comparison it was like to him it seemed like this is really good this is a great thing that um I think a lot of people when they see him and say that line in the moment in this pilot that can relate to it fully and there are people that in that moment completely relate to how Alma feels but what she actually says out loud to the person that she's been with Mm -hmm. uh and I think him being in this episode and being in this show um he's kind of there as like there's a lot of things to grapple with and that he is going to be one of them throughout the show I feel like um I like that he was more of like the mellow like not super alpha character in this show because it kind of lets it um be that you know the protagonist has like the spotlight and it's like kind of revolving around her world and he just kind of like lives in that world like it doesn't really seem like he has a world of his own he's like yeah like you know whatever you want if you don't want kids like it's fine we won't have kids but maybe one day and like he just doesn't like force his opinion Mm -hmm. he's more about whatever you want whatever makes you happy like I'm here you know very sweet I like their chemistry together because they get each other but I feel like she wants someone who, like, bites back a little bit, who's like, mm, you know, because she's so fiery. But I think it's good that he's so, like, soft and, like, I don't know, kind of like this demure, like, calm, uh, grounded figure in mm-hmm. her life. Because everyone else is, like, crazy. Like, her mom's, like, kind of a little overbearing, but is loving. Her sister is just, like, trying to, like, adhere to, like, this new this new way of life (laughs) that's that her younger or that her older sister considers like very white um and I feel like he's like the one constant in her life that like she knows what to expect out of her boyfriend she knows he's always going to be there he's always going to support her and it seems like she sabotages that a little bit you know and I'm in the chat guys so if you see me looking down on my phone I'm not texting I'm trying to read what you guys have to say so I'll keep checking in Everyone yeah. seems to want an after show, though, right? Yes, yeah. everyone is is loving it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Sam's character. I think that uh, what he portrayed really well was being in a long-term relationship, you tend to get super comfortable, and you know what sparks your partner and what doesn't spark your partner. And so, like, her... And this is a bit of a spoiler, but when she comes home and he knows exactly how to respond to her craziness, I was like, yeah, it's because he's, this is not new to him. He's seen this before. He knows what to say, and he's going to say it just to get past the situation. Mm-hmm. But at the end, he's going to tell you how he really feels, and then he's going to be like, I'm going to bed. I loved mm-hmm. it. I think it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have a Bob uh, on <laughs> Odenkirk. And I love this actor. Love him. Love him. You guys know him from Better Call Saul. You know him, of course, from Breaking Bad, Mr. Show, Nebraska. He plays uh, Jacob, which is the dad that we find out, you know, something has happened to him during the course of this pilot. Being introduced to him, it was very brief. Mm -hmm. Were you surprised that he was playing the dad? I recognize his voice right away. I recognize his face, and now it's coming to me. Yeah. I, I was super surprised. I was like, what? He's in this? Yeah. No way. And then I got super excited because I adore him. He's a phenomenal actor. There's still some people out in this world that don't know who he is, and I think that's disappointing. So now I think a lot of people will know now, and I'm I'm very excited for him because he has been around like for a long time, and I think he's been underrated for a while. Unless you know him from like Breaking Bad, but still even then, like... 
He's so good. You think people don't know who he is? Even with Better Call Saul? I swear to you, like, Odenkirk, and I say just like Odenkirk, and people are like, I'm... And I'm like, what? How do you not know? See, I didn't even know him by name. I knew him by face. And when you said Better Call Saul, I'm like, well, I never saw Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. And I know there are shows that I would totally be into if I got into it back then Uh and I had, like, more time for it. Point proven, Linda. Like, no, literally. Like, um, I've seen his face everywhere, so I know him. I just, I I can't place him right now. Like, I don't know what I've seen him in. He's phenomenal. I've seen him in a lot. He's phenomenal. (laughs) He's phenomenal. And you know what? This is his face. Get to know it, everyone. Get to know it because he works a lot and he's a great actor. Uh, And last but not least, we have Angelique uh, Cabral, who plays Becca, the younger sister of Alma. And you know her from Life in Pieces, Enlisted, Friends with Benefits, and Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. And... uh, I think she play, like I don't I don't have that like sister relationship, but I feel like she was portraying a really good like we're so different but we're related so we're gonna bond. You know what I'm saying? Like they were so different. Like she really believes one thing and she wants to have like that happily ever after. Meanwhile, she knows that her sister is a little bit broken and they have that sibling rivalry, but they also have that same love for each other. Yeah, I agree. I feel like um, there was an underlying part of more of the mom within the sister, within Becca. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like family can get away with saying a lot of things that have a lot of, like, grievances underneath. I mean, when she says, you always make a losing choice. Uh, And I felt like, oh, that's kind of their relationship. Uh, in regards to Becca kind of tells Alma like hey <laughs> you're you're not choosing like the right path and Alma's like no I'm I'm making my own and I enjoy that because I feel like that probably I am an only child but I feel like I see a lot of my best friends who have siblings that there's like this deep deep love that you can say whatever you want to each other mm-hmm. um and there's still that some hurt that will happen but you both they both know that like they love each other mm-hmm. uh I thought she did a great job yeah, um, I like that I wasn't rooting for a specific character. Like, mm-hmm. I could totally relate to Alma, and then I could totally relate to her sister. I could totally relate to uh, Becca being like, why can't you just be, like, a little bit more positive? You make losing choices. Like, why are you like this? Why are you doing this? And then I could kind of relate to Alma when she was saying, like, why are you, like, marrying into this life that I know you don't even want this life. You're doing what you think you should do. You think you just want to, like, have kids and a family and this guy's rich and he's this and his family's racist and she tries to defend her future husband yeah. oh he's not racist oh why did he say oh did you learn that in mexico <laughs> like spoiler to, like, spoiler yeah. spoiler oh, oh yeah spoiler no worries no worries no worries sorry. Sorry. sorry i didn't know that's a spoiler but yeah yeah um spoiler alert uh if you haven't seen the episode already so yeah i think she did such a great um it, i i thought she did a great job like being her and um she I don't even want to give anything away until we get to the spoilers section. <laughs> so why don't we do that? Why don't we just have that spoiler alert so that we can spoiler do that alert. moving forward? Spoiler alert! Yes. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Uh, guys, this is a point where if you haven't seen the show, you might want to put us on mute or come back to us later because we are going to break down a little bit of the episode that we've seen. Uh, I do want to talk uh, about the production of this a little bit. So it's directed by Hisco Hulsing 
and writers are Lauren Arturo and the creators of, and I know that you know the Bob, what is it? Uh, Bob Odenkirk? Or what do you mean, Bob? You no. mean a Scanner Darkly? No, so it's it's written and created by Kate Purdy and Raphael Bob Waksberg, who are also the creators of another show that's very similar to this. And I can't Bojack, think of Bojack Horseman. Horseman. Thank you. Oh, yeah. got it. Bojack Horseman. Yes. And guys, it's so good. And Bojack Horseman has gotten a lot of really great critical acclaim and has like a fan base mm-hmm. and considered great TV as well. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised that the writers and creators of that have created this? Um, I from what my understanding, like they're two totally different genres, but like I guess the same audiences would like them because it's still their vision. Um, uh, but this is more like of a dramatic. I-, I was surprised that this show was considered a comedy because I feel like it's more of like a dramatic show that has dark humor within it. It didn't really feel like a comedy, but I saw it categorized as one. Well, it's categorized as a dramedy, which I think is exactly what it is. Oh it's yeah, drama, drama and, comedy and comedy together. So it has that dark humor, but it's still dealing with a bunch of real life issues. Um, I do think that even though there are different genres, when you have great writing Mm -hmm. and when you have great creators, you create great stuff. And so I'm I'm not surprised that this is getting the acclaim that and buzz that people are talking about, even though there wasn't a lot of marketing of this show, when you do great stuff, people are going to hear about it and they're going to want to watch. Do oh, you agree? for sure. Yeah, 100%. I was not surprised only because uh, Bojack Hartsman is very into comedy. This was written a little bit, if you watch the pilot, there's a lot of sketch-like material mm-hmm. in regards to the editing and the cutting, especially when she's drunk, cutting back and forth when she's in a coma and out of it. That loop is a very comedic loop. So to me, it felt very much like sketch comedy, meaning if I'm going to be in a room with a bunch of writers, this is how we're going to write it. it there's still a very underlying this is very real yeah. real life drama um but the top of it is like oh, <laughs> that's the kind of laugh that i was doing throughout this within yeah. the editing that i was like this is uh probably a lot of sketch writers obviously comedy yeah. uh, so i'm not surprised mm-hmm. yeah and in the employs a technique that we touched upon that i wanted to discuss a little bit more called uh rotoscoping which uses live action footage Um, as the basis of animation with bright colors, line work, special effects, superimposed over the scenes to make them more vivid and dreamlike. And it's fantastic. It it was my first experience with that. Had you guys seen this before and watched it in length? Um, I never watched a scanner darkly, but I kind of saw bits and pieces of it and I knew what this looked like. Um, I think watching it through, it's so cool to see this type of animation because you get, like, the benefits of seeing something live action and kind of like what you were saying earlier to see, you know, the character's human facial expressions, but it's colored in, so you're immersed in this fantasy world Mm -hmm. with very real themes, but then it's not surprising when, like, you're watching the character and then she gets in a, like, car crash, spoiler, another spoiler alert, um... And it's like switching in between like worlds in a in a way like mm-hmm. you there are like some surreal aspects to the show, um, and just the movement and everything like it just it gives it a different feel, um, 
because when you have it in like this animated form even though it's like real acting you feel like okay you're in her mind Mm -hmm. that's what it feels like when i'm watching it i don't feel like i'm watching just something animated i feel like i'm watching the actual real facial expressions but this is her world now and i can fully immerse myself in it versus if it were just a straight out animation or a straight out live action i think it's the perfect medium for this story what do you think, Tara? Yeah, I've, I really enjoy Roscoe being in a sense that they can kind of bump up the emotions um, in regards to an actor when there's like a dramatic scene mm-hmm. that you can kind of like make it seem if they're not fully there, like in their face, that with animation they can help you out a little bit. Um, and I don't know whether or not they may or may not have done that in regards to her playing Alma. Um, but I feel like if they did, you you don't know. So like you get a better performance, even if the actor's not fully coming through with maybe a dramatic scene I feel like there's a way to kind of help with that (laughs) and uh, it kind of allows you as an audience member to get what you 100% want out of these characters even if there's a little bit of a flaw on the acting side yeah Mm -hmm. yeah well said well said I want to talk about a specific moment that really had me in the moment so uh, sister is gotten engaged and Alma is having some issues with it. And they go to the bar. They basically do a bunch of shots. Uh, they pick up the bartender. She's already now broken up with her boyfriend. So they come home to an empty house and they're kind of playing like a game, mm-hmm. right? Truth or dare. And you could see that Alma was setting up that situation for her sister, knowing that her sister just recently got engaged, wearing her sister's ring. And then throwing it out there that she wants her to kiss the bartender. What were what was your reaction to that specific moment? Because I think that that was the turning point of what sets up the rest of the season. It just felt, like, super manipulative. And I get why she was doing it, because she explains, like you know after everything happens hey i'm not the one who forced you to kiss him that was your decision you have free will you have judgment you did that don't blame this on me and it's like well hey like you obviously contrived a situation coaxed her into it it's like the devil whispering in your ear and like i get like it it honestly feels so selfish because it feels like you know she's in this dark place and it feels like alma is like okay i'm in this dark place but i see the truth And you just want to hide the truth and you want to believe in this fantasy world and marry this white guy who's racist that you don't even love that you're not necessarily attracted to because you're convincing yourself that that's what life should be like. And I feel like she just wants to like burst her bubble because she's coming at it from like, even though I'm cynical and depressed and sad, at least I know reality. What do you know? You're living in this fake fantasy world and she kind of wants to bring her sister down to her level and that's why I was like I don't like this at all I think this is so horrible that you're like stealing joy away from someone even though it is their fault that they did it you contrived the situation you pushed them into that direction to be like ha see like you didn't want to be with that guy um Mm -hmm. it just felt terrible and to watch it I was just like you kind of see that she's not happy about doing it like she goes to her room after everything happens and she just seems so depressed and she's like well that's what happened like she's not excited she's just kind of like jaded by life and it's so sad to see and I don't know I it wasn't it just 
made you feel like a like it made me feel a certain way watching and I was like oh I don't like that yeah, I feel like Alma really just wants to get her point across and she wants to prove it. And I think what brought it all together is that she says, we're broken people. Broken people break people. And that is the highlight of this show. And that is the highlight and the underlying current to Alma is that she is very aware of her family history. She's the one who wants to find out more. She is not like her mom, not like her sister, who want to live as though these bad things that may have happened in the past, they overcome them. There are very much people who hold their head high and they're very prideful. Alma is aware of all the broken underlyings within her family system, and she is the one who's going to live up to it. And if that means that the rest of her family needs to come down with her to realize that, she's going to do whatever she can to kind of open up their world to that. And that may include a lot of bad things. What she said. That was beautifully that, that's stated. Exactly, that was my point. Like yeah. the, Even the broken people break people, That's that That was it. That's what I got from that specific scene. Mm-hmm. And that, I felt, was when is going to set up the entire rest of the season. And it's relatable. It's true. And what's so interesting to me is that you see the world through your own lens, whether that's a broken lens, a clear lens, or a shady lens. That's it. That's all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Super good. So let's go ahead and rate this out of five. So guys, if you haven't seen our show, we rate one to five the pilot. One being five being perfect. Going to start with you, Tara. 6.5. <laughs> I can't wait to go home and watch all of the rest. And I know you guys are saying you definitely want an after show for this. I'm sure you guys are, most of them watch the pilot. I'm thinking that these guys say five, maybe 6.5 like me the first 6.5 on our pilot reviews and guys <laughs> because you guys keep commenting you know you can change the tra- trajectory of having an after show so we will pass it on to our producers and hopefully we can make that happen you okay know? since we're breaking all the rules here i'm gonna give this a rotten tomatoes 100 percent certified <laughs> fresh rating i feel like rotten tomatoes needs to be used for amazon <laughs> amazon prime shows because it's like being used for movies but Honestly, this was so good. Like, when I give this a five, it is, like, the highest five I can give something. It was such an incredible pilot. And it was only 20 minutes. Like, how can you not love this and watch it and want more? After 20 minutes, I'm like, give me more. I want all of it. It's so bingeable. Yeah. Absolutely bingeable. I am definitely with my co-host here. I'll do traditional five out of five. Uh, I don't know if I've given a five before you guys can remind me if i have she's a hard critic i don't think i've ever heard her say five i think i've done like 4.8 4.9 but this is brilliantly acted the writing if you are into writing this show the complexities of the writing but simplicity of it all is hard to uh replicate and so i say bravo to the writers i say bravo to the creators um this is a hidden gem if you hadn't heard about it, I'm glad you're hearing about it now because you will thoroughly enjoy yourself. No matter if you're into anime, to dramedy, to comedy, to drama, this show has it all and does it all. And uh, I, I couldn't say what specific genre, but I'll say it's good TV. And if you like good TV, you're going to like this show. 
Or if you're going through a quarter life crisis, like like us, is that going, why it resonates? She's going through a quarter life crisis. She's 28. Um, she's going through grief still. Uh, she's a little like I feel like I'm watching this. I'm like, this is crazy. Like I feel like because it's all like us. mirroring like my life right now. It's, but that's never a, she's just that. super cynical. It's the only difference. Well, I think what's what is true is that in just like the show that we reviewed last week we can it resonates because you've mm-hmm. been through it doesn't matter where you are in your life journey you've been through something that resonates and, and when it's a story that's told well then how can you not watch it's right because so you're like oh this is so relatable like i can't even say that it's told well it's told like excellent like like that's like such an understatement like i don't even know how to describe this show um, like you have to watch it to Just, really appreciate it. That's it, that's all. So we also do if you like. So if if you like a certain type of genre show, you will like this show. Do you guys have any suggestions? Mm. Uh, this is really hard. I put if you like the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm, yeah. If you like Too Old to Die Young. If you like The Tick, because mm-hmm. it's also like a psychological in depth, but comedy side then you will like the show mm-hmm. yeah I would agree with that um, and and Marvelous Mrs. Maisel I'm like that's dead on it's also an Amazon Prime original which uh, I don't know I've been watching like the uh, f- a lot of Showtime shows lately which I'm obsessed with but I'm just thinking of good shows that I really like mm-hmm. um, that I wanted to go home and bitch which was on Becoming a God in Florida and um, The so Affair good. And now I'm going to go home and watch the rest of this. Um, and as you guys know, we watched, we did couples therapy last week for TV pilot reviews, and I watched all of those. I, that show is very different. I'm just saying, good shows with good writing, they're in the same category to me of like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to tell everybody that I come yeah. in contact with, like, what have I been doing? Go home and watch Undone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Love. Also, like, do you guys remember that movie, Stranger Than Fiction, with Will Ferrell and Emma Thompson? Like, way back in the day. I don't believe I watched no. it, but I have seen it pop up. There's something about it that reminds me of this show. Like, just a teensy bit because of this concept of, like, is she, is she going crazy? Or, like, is, like, her reality real? Or yeah. is it fantasy? Like, what is real? What isn't? And then also, like, the bits of comedy in between. And then just having a central figure that's so depressed and jaded by life. But also so relatable. Because usually... We don't relate to characters that show the worst of the human condition. We tend to relate to characters that show the best. Like, we always want to be like, oh, yeah, like, I totally relate to this protagonist. She's happy-go-lucky. But, like, this is, like, a protagonist that has a lot of, like, you know, ugly characteristics. And yet she's so relatable. And, like, I totally get it. And I feel for her. And I felt the same thing she's felt before. I think, like, the way the story is told is absolutely beautiful and... Just her facial expressions, like, like, and I saw this in Alita Battle Angel, the other movie she was in, where the animated CGI figure, like, had big eyes and was super expressive, and I see it again in this, where, like, she's just so overly expressive with her face, that's what I felt, like, you can tell when she's just, like, over it, and she's, like, done, and the way she walks when she has, like, her bra on and she gets to her room, and it's just, like, such a dejected look on her entire face, and like a look of like giving up and yeah like the way the the whole you know first episode ends you're just like oh wow that's the perfect way to end a first episode it's almost the way you would end a last episode yeah and, and even down to the title so the title is the crash and you really do see that throughout the pilot mm-hmm. um like i said before i skipped ahead 
quite a few episodes. And I want to say this quote that I wrote down that I feel really sums up this show. The show rests on the ambiguities between reality and perception, objectivity and subjectivity. So it's saying a lot, but it's not saying anything at all. And this is that. And I have to tell you that as you move forward, you will not be disappointed because it gets so much more complex and so much more in depth that you're like, where where has this show been? It's 2019. Where where have you been? This is what we want, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. with all the streaming services that are popping up now going into fall TV. This is something that you so are good. really, really, really wanting to watch mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime and it, it being an original. Yeah. I love depressing shows in the fall, like transitioning <laughs> into the winter season. I feel like Literally. this show makes me truly happy. I mean, when she compares, like, what am I doing comparing these beans are better than these beans? And Facts. also, she calls kids little C-U-N-T's too, and I'm like, this is real life. This is real people. This is what we all think of, like, you're going to be like that in the grocery store and be like, I should get this out because it's probably better than this. And you're looking at the brand. And sometimes you tap into that little part of your brain, just like Alma, that's like, what the F am I doing here? Like, is this my life? And this is what this show will give you. You're going to be sitting in your chair being like, like in the back of your brain, just so happy that you're like, this show gets it. Listen, it's you guys, so true. it's all facts. It's all facts. Just this week, I was having this conversation with a good friend of mine where I was talking about, I love Gelson salads, the salad <laughs> bar. I can't explain it to you, but I love it. And I will go to Gelson specifically for a $30 salad. Now, I'll also go to Pavilions and try their salads. I've tried Ralph's salad bar. And I don't know why, because it's all just cut vegetables. Mm-hmm. Gelson's. It's organic. <laughs> Gelson's is far superior, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So and fun. then, so when I saw this bean, this mm-hmm. bean challenge, Alma was having, I was like, oh, that is my life. But with salads. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. We sometimes place such a huge degree of importance on the most trivial bullshit, like literally. And I, like, catch myself doing it and when I saw her like complaining about doing it I'm like that is literally my life I'll be like should I go with these like silver shoes or like the a little bit like off gray ones like eh." and I'm like no one's gonna see my shoes I'm telling you you. down to the tequila shots when you know tequila is a bad decision in your life after you've had one because you never you are never only gonna have one (laughs) also what I loved uh, last final thought really quick is that um what I really, really appreciated about this first episode are, like, the beautiful narrations throughout, like, when she's kind of talking about mm-hmm. her, like, stream of consciousness thoughts and how she feels about her life. But then also when she's telling that story to the child in daycare and she takes her into the cave and they create this cave and she's like, I'll come in the cave with you. And it's like this beautiful moment where you can tell, like, she wants to shut the child up, but she simultaneously wants to escape out of her reality into a different reality that's safer. Um, 
And that's going to be a big scene moving forward. I'm oh, is it? Right now. That's okay. A big scene. Wow. Do we want to shout out anyone in the yes. live chat? So that's exactly what I was going to do. Damien Picardi, ER's grandpa, and Millicent D. Thank you guys for joining the chat. I'm sorry I was a little slow. Millicent said he watched all episodes in two days. Um, ER grandpa said that's the first time he's ever heard Linda give a five. Facts. Um, yes. And um, Damien, Damien Picardi said he was up in the air and now um, and he's glad that he caught this because he watched it and he also saw no mark so we're happy to help guys thank you for joining the chat sometimes I don't want to look down and be chatting you back but keep joining make sure that you give us like a ton of thumbs up please keep commenting um, and make sure to like subscribe give us five stars you know so we can be awesome for longer (laughs) everything that she said guys thank you so much next week same time same place with the same great panel where can they find you online Tara guys you can find me anywhere online but especially YouTube Tara Erickson that's T-A-R-A and then E-R-I-C-K-S-O-N hey everyone I'm Mina and you can follow me on Instagram at Mina Makes Magic guys I'm all across social media at Linda So Girly please stay tuned I have 90 day fiance breaking news I have 90 Day Fiance the other way breaking news, so stay tuned. All here on AfterBuzz TV. Bye for now. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.